Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast. This is Jimmy and Georgia, your host per usual. And I posted the last episode, 302, on Independence Day here in America, July the 4th. And as I was posting that episode and got all the um, things up on Facebook and Twitter and the blog and all those things, I noticed that I had missed, actually two days prior on Tuesday of this week, TNT announced that they had renewed Falling Skies for Season 4. And uh, they are planning to do another 10-episode season coming out next summer, apparently early June. And so that's good news for all the Falling Skies fans out there. The second masses, if you will. We did have a poll last September where I asked you, the listeners, to vote on what you think the fans of Falling Skies should be called. Because we talked about there's Trekkies and there's Beliebers and Twihards and all those things. And I forget how many people voted and all that stuff. I remember a long time ago that the uh, the option that won was second masses, which was one of the ones I'd come up with on the little poll. And there are actually several others um, back, you know, how long ago that was, six, eight, nine months ago. <laughs> and uh, I actually went ahead and started the Twitter account, Second Masses, and the Second Masses, I think it was. <laughs> I just haven't really done anything with those. But anyway, the Second Masses should be rejoicing in that season four will be back next summer. And uh, that'll be something good to look forward to over another super long hiatus. And uh, maybe this year I can be a little more faithful in the hiatus breaks and do more than two episodes. Uh, I know other podcasts out there don't do anything in the hiatus. I guess two is better than none. Uh, but I would like to do something a little more regular than that. All right. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and jump into, as we've said, these last two episodes. These last, um, It's been less than a week at this point. I'm recording this on July the 5th and hoping to have it posted today. Um, so this will be the third episode this week since I posted an episode last Saturday. If all things go well, I should have another episode posted tomorrow, hopefully. So should have you know four episodes in a week. So going from two episodes in like what was it was nine months to four episodes in a week, that's I guess that's pretty good. So hopefully that will be the case. And hopefully we will be back tomorrow with episodes four for season three. As we've said, we're gonna jump into the Falling Skies Five, where we, we're gonna skip out on the recap and and maybe if this is the format that I, I kind of get comfortable with, maybe I'll skip on the recap forever. But at least while we're trying to catch up, we're going to skip out on the recaps. And we're going to get into our Falling Skies 5 where we count on the five pivotal moments of the episode that I choose. And as always, I try to remind you guys out there, if you disagree with my five pivotal moments, feel free to contact us. You can email us, get us on Facebook or Twitter, um, or call us or text us, all those kind of ways. And then we're going to go into our This Week in History, which is not as depressing as it was the last two times. There's no talk of Ukraine or um, death or nuclear accidents or anything like that. And then we're going to get into our uh, Falling Skies and pop culture. We have uh, looks like at least five references this week um, that were made during the show that we can talk about briefly. And then um, see if we have any feedback about episode three. And then we'll wrap up the show. I'll tell you how you can contact us and then we'll share our Pope. Quote of the week, as we like to do um, each and every episode. And so, we're going to jump into our Fallen Skies 5 right after this little musical number. All 
right, so once again, that was Toby Mac with the Showstopper, and we are in here to talk about five things um, leading up to the big Showstopper, I guess it was. And number five on my list this go-around is something we have touched on already. I think we touched on this um, first episode, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, Anne and her um, either craziness or her alien hybrid <laughs> those are the two options Anne has lost her mind uh, because of postpartum depression and who knows what some kind of psychoses or her child is actually part alien and is super advanced can stand and talk say uh, don't pull the foot away can stand up in this little crib at three weeks old and say mommy of course we've already heard it say mommy before and so once again this has only happened in the presence of Anne, which kind of reminds me of the old frog in the warner brothers cartoons hello my baby hello my honey hello my ragtime guy hello baby something kind of like that <laughs> only Anne can see it and so everyone else doesn't believe her and why should they it's a three-week-old child it should not be able to do these things and so it's just interesting. And, and two, we even have Laudra saying she performed all the tests. The baby was perfectly normal um, after the child was born. And so we, we really have no reason to believe Anne other than we, the audience, have seen that. But even though that we, the audience, have seen it, that doesn't make it true. It could be all from her perspective, and um, she could be crazy. However, since this is an alien show, I seriously doubt that she's crazy. It would make more sense that it is some sort of alien hybrid. And I'm sure we'll learn more about that here in the third season of Falling Skies. And maybe we'll go on from there. I mean, there's all sorts of things they could do with the old like Star Child type thing from the old V. Um, if you watched that show back in the 80s. I personally still think it's much better than the reboot here a few years ago with Elizabeth Mitchell. Even though I do enjoy her work on Lost. Anyway... There, there's also stuff they, there's lots of stuff they could do with this whole idea, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see um, how long they they get into it. And because honestly, with this show, it's so short, it's only ten episodes, they seem to answer stuff pretty quickly. Um, and I guess they have to such a short time on these seasons, they have to answer stuff fast. So, okay, that's number five on my list. Anne's crazy, or she has a alien hybrid baby. Number four on the old list here this week, or I say this week, today, because we just recorded and released an episode yesterday. Number four on this list is Crazy Lee's death. And that really is going to bring us into another point later on, and we're going to talk more about how that all happened um, then. But, you know, she fell after being shot, and uh, the piece of rebar went through her skull. And uh, l later on, we do have Laudra showing the x-ray to Pope, and just telling you know, how it went through the skull and what parts of the brain it went through and how that affected her occipital lobe, all those things. And then apart from all that, we have Pope and Matt trying to save her life. And you know we get the reveal that the rebar has gone all the way through at one point. It's just it's really kind of sad. And then we get to the end where she's about to, to die, or she thinks she is, and she's asking Pope to take her to Disneyland, which was kind of a sweet moment. And we see the um, the human side of Pope, the emotional side of Pope, there where he um, he takes the necklace from her, gives it to Matt, and almost starts to cry, and um, which is definitely different from his normal demeanor because he's usually the tough guy, he's usually the smart mouth, he's usually the the bad boy, and so uh, that was that was interesting too as far as his character goes. It seems in this show they do like to um, eliminate characters occasionally. And I don't know if that's just for uh, budgetary reasons or for, uh, you know, just to add a drama. You know, whether it be a Jimmy or a Di or... There's all sorts of people who've gone the way of Crazy Lee or just his boyfriend last year. I mean, there's a lot of, of people who have, have gone on um, 
whether in battle or some other way. Last week we had Lars who died from the bite of the infected uh, mutant kid. So I'm sure as the season goes on, we will continue to have a higher body count just with um, the the way the show is. It is a war show. It is an alien show. It's an invasion show. And so that's going to continue to happen. And I think they did a, well, a good job this week with Crazy Lee, not only with Popo, I mentioned him earlier, but also with Matt. Uh, Matt definitely, at first there, before she went to the uh, the restroom where she got shot or whatever you want to call it, Matt was like checking her out, which was kind of funny that he's getting old enough to, to do so. And then uh, and then later on, you know, he's um, concerned about her. He wants to, to help her. Um, he tells her he's not going to let her die in this hole, and he's sitting there in the hospital with her. So definitely a, a kind of a, a good time for Matt. Not that he hasn't seen death before, but just... I don't know. It was just it was good. His his character was good in this episode because sometimes on TV shows, especially the child actors don't do a very good job, and I think Maxim is continuing to actually excellent job on this show. So that's number four on my list. This week we're going to go into number three. I keep saying this week because I'm used to doing this weekly. Today we're going into number three, and um, we talked about this on our last episode. Yes, yesterday as it was posted. Um, how isn't the mole? But he thinks he is. Like we we talked about how in episode two. How was out on the battlefield while the mole was sneaking around, doing laser scans, planting bugs, and um, that obviously wasn't Hal. And so, could Hal be compromised? Yes, it obviously is. He has an implant. He has gone to see Karen on many occasions and done God knows what. But is he the one who's actually feeding the information? Is he the one actually killing people? No, I don't believe so. And as Maggie tried to warn him on several occasions, if he tries to turn himself in, he will be guilty of treason and murder, no matter what people you know, might think. If he says, oh, I'm compromised, I'm the mole, they're going to hang him or kill him or shoot him or whatever they do here in Charleston. But as he, at the end of the episode, finally got past Maggie, was finally going to turn himself in to his father, something happened. And that's going to lead me into our second point for this week. And that is the tree dedication which was a nice moment by Tom. He had his almost Independent Day-esque um, speech, and then he had um, to go over and put his name of his dead wife and all these people on the tree. And then, as the choir sings the um, the Wailing Jenny's song, we go from that to beamers flying above head and explosions and, and just, you know, this big attack. And so that, quite honestly, one of my little pet peeves maybe with, with Falling Skies over the past three seasons, as we've talked about this on the show, you've probably heard me mention how a, a lot of times they end up with this touching family moment at the end of every episode. And so it was nice that they had this really nice moment. Tom gave an encouraging speech. They had the little liberty tree, as they're calling it. And then... Everything seems happy. Oh, they're going to cut the credits. Boom! Explosion. Beamers. Great. Fantastic. I think that's the way they need to do this. If they're going to have the happy ending, quote-unquote, they need to leave it with... Oh, wow. What just happened? Uh, and that's the way I like my TV shows. If they're going to have interesting little stuff happening right at the end of the episode to make you want to come back next time. And so I think that's great. So kudos to the... Uh, the creative people over there at Falling Skies for this episode and the way it ended. I really enjoyed it because I was assuming, based on previous episodes, previous experience, the choir singing was going to wrap it up, and it didn't. So good job, everyone. All right, number one on my list this week on my top five, the sniper who was almost blown up by Weaver, who said her name was uh, First Lieutenant Catherine Fisher, I believe it was. She says she is from President... 
Benjamin Hathaway, and he is the one who sent her there. And um, Tom kind of discusses with her very briefly what he thinks she you know thinks goes going on there. He's like, "You saw the skitters. You saw this other race of aliens. You said we were collaborators, and you were going to attack us, basically, which makes a lot of sense." But she, as I think we talked about, I think in the last episode or so, probably a lot of the second mass and the people in Charleston believe what she said. The only good alien's a dead alien, and so it's an interesting, interesting thing there. And the two with her, just as far as she goes, and we'll get back to this other stuff in a moment. She heard the bombs going off. She wanted to get out so she could fight, and so I think that's a good indication that she's probably telling the truth. It's interesting that you know they've set up this. With, like we were talking about this last episode that Tom was the leader of the Charleston. He, okay, it's one city, and granted, it may be the, one of the bigger population centers ever at this point on the planet, but having one city does not make you president of the country, <laughs> which I think that's kind of a silly thing to call yourself. But anyway, as far as this Benjamin Hathaway fellow, who appears to be president, and if we go with the timeline that we're in now, we're in 2013, the year... Um, that the show would have started and the year it premiered was 2011. And so Benjamin Hathaway would have been elected president back in 2008. So I don't know. I don't always understand why they do that. I understand, okay, obviously President Obama is not going to show up on Falling Skies as far as himself. He, I don't know. I just don't I always understand why they why they do what they do. And so sometimes that makes me wonder, you know, as far as how we view these shows on TV, am I supposed to be viewing this as a, a possible future? Am I supposed to be viewing this as a parallel universe, an alternate dimension? And I, I kind of do think that sometimes, based on the president. I, th- I feel like in some movies, in some TV shows, they do actually show someone who maybe resembles the president, maybe sounds like a president, like an impersonation. I think, they, if I remember, they did that in one of the Transformer movies with George Bush, maybe? I don't, I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched those movies. But I would prefer... Something like that, where it hinted at that it's the real president versus, you know, President Obama is obviously African American, and then you have a white guy be the president, which is that's the way most movies go these days, and I don't understand that. So anyway, um, President Hathaway, uh, the only Hathaway I can think of is Anne Hathaway. So, but anyway, she's not the president, and so it would be funny, however, if his wife's name was Anne. They should do that. They should totally do that. That's what I would do if I was making this show. Uh, this is my first lady, Anne. But anyway, we're going to give out of our Falling Skies 5, and we're going to go over into our This Week in History. It's, it's too it's, short it's of too time. I have lots of time. 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 Wait a minute. Let's just take a little time. time. Okay, and this week in history, we have... There's a couple things I could throw under history. Technically... And it's one of those things, where do you... How, I don't always know where to put it. Like, Einstein, at this point, is kind of a cultural reference. As far as, like, pop culture. Because, you know, we have the Einstein t-shirts. And we have Einstein bobbleheads and posters and all that stuff. But he's also definitely a historical figure. So I guess we'll go with Albert Einstein here under um, This Week in History. And then we'll also, obviously, I guess, if we're putting him there, we're also going to put President Clinton there. Because Tom mentioned him in his speech. Um, Einstein, I don't know if we've mentioned him specifically on the show, because we only only do this stuff based on who's talked about in the show. I think we're all familiar with him. He was a theoretical physicist, and he came up with all sorts of stuff that is still, you know, widely accepted as far as I'm aware. Um, And it's funny, like, you know, you think of Albert Einstein, at least I do, in my mind it was a long time ago. 
Um, he actually died in 1955. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, that's, what, 60, 58 years ago? So that's kind of interesting. But anyway, I mean, what can we say about Albert Einstein? The theory of relativity, E equals MC squared. He did lots of good stuff. The, you know, the old stories of how he was starting off as a patent clerk. He was a, what, a high school dropout, was bad at math, all those things. It's very inspirational, I guess, if you look at that that way, that he was not considered a, a brilliant person early on. It wasn't until later that people recognized how smart he really, really was. And so, anyway, I, I guess that's all. I mean, we know who Albert Einstein is. Same thing with Bill Clinton. I'm not going to talk too much about Bill Clinton or, or William Jefferson Clinton, if you will. In my administration, there will be Big Macs for everyone. Old Bill. Slick Willie, if you will. One one of the things about old Bill, uh, he's super popular even now, which is kind of funny to me in, in some ways. I mean, he was a very likable person. I get that. And he's still somewhat young. I mean, when he was inaugurated back in 93, he was 46, which is really pretty young for a president. And even now, he's only in his... Uh, late 60s. So he, he's been out of office for, what, 12 years already? And so that's just kind of kind of, kind of of weird. Um, you know, you look at some of the other presidents we've had over the years. Um, all, you know, the basic stuff. He was um, born in Arkansas. He smoked weed and didn't know how to inhale. <laughs> he was impeached for perjury for lying under oath um, because of all the stuff he did with Monica Lewinsky, his intern at the time back in the, the 90s. But he didn't have to leave office or anything. I think he's the only president who was impeached who didn't leave office, if I remember right. And one of those things I said, you know, he's real popular. I just looked up that his approval rating when he left office was the highest of any U.S. president since World War II. So that's pretty good. But, you know, he's still around. He's out there making speeches um, right now, really, about Hillary Clinton trying to get his wife elected president, I guess, next go-around, 2016. So, old Bill... Good old Slick Willie. We're going to move on from him, and we're going to talk about our pop culture references this week on Finally Skies, and we're going to um, do that right after these brief musical interludes. Well, there's a couple things here we can talk about, and uh, one of those, some of the stuff's just real, real brief, and, and we're not going to get into it too much. Pope mentions the state of Texas at one point. I think we maybe have talked about Texas before. I think for some reason that seems like that's been brought up before by my tector or somebody at some point. So we're not going to get too much in that. I mean, I think most of us know about the state of Texas, the second largest state in the Union. Well, you know, the biggest ones being Alaska, which a lot of people don't realize. You know, remember the Alamo, don't tread on me, all those kind of things. <laughs> but anyway, uh, just a couple random things we had. I mentioned the snow tires which was basically what they built the uh, the vest out of, which was kind of an interesting way to do like a cheap bulletproof vest and make it out of snow tires. Or, I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, also, Weaver just randomly mentioned waterboarding. Um, the lieutenant there from the president, and he was said he was joking or whatever, but waterboarding is that whole, I think we mentioned that maybe before too, I don't remember. You know, it's the, one of the torture devices they would use with maybe terrorists or something where they would... I guess kind of sound like they would pretty much try to drown people to try to get information from them. I don't know. I haven't looked super deep into that. Um, just uh, a quick little pop culture reference there. And then two things I really kind of wanted to talk about, because those are just kind of random things. And then the real big, um, like, real pop culture references here were Disneyland and Goofy. So, going back to my alternate dimension theory or whatever, they are still in the same 
basic universe, even though President Obama is not the president at the time. Disneyland was opened July 17th, 1955, out there in Anaheim, California. And that was built under supervision of Walt Disney, back when that name meant something more than just a company. It was a person, and he was a visionary, and a you know just a really kind of a genius guy. And so, I think that's pretty cool. And I actually did mention Disney, I think, in the last couple episodes. Uh, I know the first episode we mentioned how I was down at Disney World, not Disneyland, um, and talked about seeing Peter Mayhew down there and all that stuff. But uh, I haven't been to Disneyland. Uh, many of you may have out there in the California area. I, I've been into California a couple times, but not for any long period of time and not to go to some place like that. Wow. I'm just looking at some, some random facts about Disney Disneyland. Um, in 2011, they had 16.14 million guests. And it does vary depending on how long you go. And the longer you go, the cheaper your tickets are. For one day, your ticket's like $90. And then it goes down to like $85 if you go for two days. And it goes down to like $70 if you go for three days, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 14 or 16, over 16 million people paying $60, $90 a person. That's a heck of a lot of money. So they're rolling in the dough out there. That's pretty crazy. But yeah, I think, again, most of us know about Disneyland. But anyway, we're going to move on over to other little brief, real life pop culture moment. Was um, Pope says he had, he couldn't go to Disneyland. He got into a fist fight with Goofy, and I like Goofy. Uh, I always enjoyed the sports Goofy stuff from, from way back when, where he'd fall off cliffs, and go, or whatever. I always thought that was pretty cool. Goofy was created back in 1932, a long time ago, and he is some sort of a dog, which people kind of are, are curious about that. I think sometimes you know how he and uh, Pluto are both canines of some sort, and yet um, he's a uh, I'm one who can talk and whatnot, and obviously Pluto doesn't. But he is buddies with old Mickey and Donald. He definitely seems to be kind of dumb, kind of clumsy. And I remember back in the, I guess it was the early 90s, he had the show Goof Troop, and then I think he had, uh, around that same time, they had a couple movies, and those were kind of fun. And he he was, he was interesting to see him kind of modernize on that. And, um... I know these days he can be seen on the uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, as I know we have some uh, cousins and nephews that like that show. It seems to be pretty popular among the, the little kids. Get your mouse tools, everyone. Goofy's cool. <laughs> A gosh. So we'll um, we'll move on out of our pop culture segment. We'll go over to a little bit of feedback. I think we have a few things we can get into from Twitter and. Um, That'll pretty much wrap up this little week's show. And I said it again, this week's show, today's show. Because hopefully we'll have another show tomorrow if all goes well. But we're going to hit some music and be right back with a little bit of Falling Skies cast feedback. Alright, we have a couple things... Um, from the Twitter, but nothing too feedbackish when it comes right down to it. Um, some follow Fridays and such. One one real feedback message, and then we'll, we'll m- mention a few other people who have been nice to us over there. Um, at Van Marino Style says season three of Falling Skies is more amazing than I can ever imagine. And they sent that message to us to um, Colin Cunningham, who plays Pope, and then Sanguine Carter, who plays 
Margaret or Maggie. And so um, also, at Ram Payton says, great tweeps. And uh, I guess that's kind of like a follow Friday kind of situation there. So so thanks to you, Ram. Thanks to at 7 Sweet Princess 7 who is uh, always quick to send out a follow Friday our way. Also, uh, thanks to at Jewel Phoenix, who is um, always very generous with the Father Fridays as well. And so I think that's pretty much all from around the time of this episode. There's a few other things people retweeted or um, liked or favorited or something, but I think that's going to be all for this particular episode. And uh, I think we covered pretty much all the Facebook feedback from the last episode. So, again, if you want to get in contact with us, you can. There's lots of ways you can do it. And I guess I will just go ahead and, and tell you now that you can uh, find us on Facebook. We are on facebook.com forward slash Falling Skies Cast. We are over on Twitter. We're at The Falling Skies. That's twitter.com forward slash The Falling Skies. And then also you can email us at fallingskiescast at gmail.com. You can head over to um, fallingskiescast.com and it'll have all this information there. It'll, it'll give you a link to subscribe to iTunes or an RSS feed where you can subscribe some other way. You can also call us over at um, 773-35-SKIES, and that number, um, you could also actually text us if you just want to send us a quick text message, that would work as well. And uh, again, that's 773-35-SKIES, 773-357-5437. And so I guess that's going to wrap up this show for July the 5th, 2013, as we're trying to get caught up here. Uh, for season three, and we're going to hopefully have another episode out shortly for um, episode four, and then we're almost caught up at that point if we can do that. So hopefully we can get uh, caught up here uh, over this weekend, or almost caught up. I know there's going to be another episode airing Sunday, so we'll, we'll still be a little behind, but we're getting there. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for joining us here once again for the Falling Skies cast. And I am Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. It's time for the Pope Quote of the Week. She never should have been out there. Hell, she was dead on her feet long before that shot rang out. Man, you got half my berserkers working on your top-secret bubblehead project, and the other half are on the front line just in case the fish heads get hungry. There's no rest. There's no explanations. We don't even know what the hell it is we're helping them build. Do you? You don't, you don't care. Not really. He's lying in there with a hole in her head, not because of them, because of you, Mr. President.